rest there, <laughs> not do anything for for five minutes because my heart was just like. <laughs> it's a very different level of fitness, right? Welcome to another episode of the Drunken Ramblings podcast. This is Ernie here, Ivan here as well, and we have a special guest today, which is also the first woman on our podcast. <laughs> Chin. Right. Hello. Thanks uh, for joining us. Thanks yeah. for coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Chin a while back from catch going to catch wrestling classes and then just hanging out at Kapap Academy. Mm. So maybe you want to share a little bit more about what is Kapap, Kapap mm. Academy in sure. Singapore and everything? Yeah, so I'm actually the co-founder of uh, the self-defense school called Kapap Academy Singapore. So essentially, uh, we're a social enterprise that you know, uh, aims to help any, as many people keep safe with realistic self-defense skills. So mm. within our school itself, we do teach a fair number of students, um, actually counting will be about 50,000 50, students to date and more. Wow. Um, so yeah, we, yeah, and we do train a number of students ranging from ages as young as 5 to like 85 years old. So yeah, so our focus is not just basically on martial arts alone, but it's really about helping people stay safe uh, with the mindset um, and the physical skill sets to accompany that. Right. Even those as young as 5, uh, how, do yeah. you, like, th- how can they self-defend, you know? Like, I mean, we really try to contextualize what a kid might face, right? So, for right. example, we're talking about bullying in school or, um, you know, even more chill topics like how do you get out if an adult were to, like, try to grab a kid off the street, etc. So, things like that, we try to contextualize, you know, for the kids. And, of course, to... Oh, okay. Re- it makes sense. Yeah, and to really make the techniques work for kids versus adults. That's a very challenging uh, aspect altogether because the standard martial move may not work for a kid that size against somebody as big as an adult. I see. Mm. I think a lot of it is also the the philosophy and mindset Correct. behind a real life situation maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. And, and that's the whole thing also about self-defense is that we try to um, teach our students that physical engagement actually isn't the first resort. In fact, it should be the last resort. So what we do teach our students is the mindset or the philosophy, which is how to sense danger, um, identifying predatory behavior and you know really just get the hell out of there before it turns physical. Right. So Kapap is, how is it different from the other forms of martial arts? Mm. Like, you know, karate or, you know, taekwondo or this? I would say that, well, I would say Kapap Academy Singapore actually teaches a system called Modern Street Combatives. So this is a system that was founded by both me and my teacher, Master Teo. So what Modern Street Combatives is unique is in the sense we teach what we call the three rings of defense. So the first ring of defense I kind of mentioned a little bit just now, which is about using psychology to understand predatory behavior. So supposedly you get yourself in a situation where you're not quite sure whether this person is going to attack you or not. And most of the time, predators aren't like what you see in the movies. They don't just launch an attack on you. Yeah, right. A lot of times they set traps, etc. So are you able to identify those traps beforehand? Mm-hmm. So that's the first ring of defense, right? And the second ring defense is supposedly, you know, something were to crop up. There is a heated argument right now. How do you use bodyguarding principles to extract yourself from that situation? Um, same thing, these two, fir- these two first rings of defense has nothing to do with the physical fight. But only when we go to the third ring, that's when we use very combative techniques that, you know, uh, would enable a much smaller person to defend herself or himself against a much per- larger person. That's quite interesting uh, to use psychology yeah. As the the baseline for your foundation, mm. because I always thought like martial arts is more physical. Correct. It's just you know how to outmove or how to out you know out the uh, how beat him in a fight. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's right. F- coming from a psychology standpoint, that's quite interesting. Mm. Something that's something I didn't I didn't think of. Yeah, and we, we, we used to study a lot of criminal behavior through like understanding like CCTV videos or like even just studying criminal mindset through documentaries, you know, that were actually documented over time from like even serial killers, you know, and how they think, what's the philosophy, etc. Mm. Mm. How, how, how do you derive a form of just, just noticing the tweaks just by watching these people? Um, I think it's where you start to see two things, right? Um, behavioral cues, right, as well as what they're trying to tell you. So, for example, we, it's, a, it's a very standard thing. So, if if you're walking down the street and somebody approaches you on the street, um, sometimes what they tend to do is not necessarily engage you from a very frontal uh, position, what we call relative position. So, they try to kind of, you know get themselves into a more advantageous position, for example, a little bit more to the side. 
And because it's so subtle, you might not realize it unless you know what to look out for. So if you don't realize it, you might get yourself in a position where they're kind of standing by the side, which enables them to attack you um, a lot easier. Or for that matter, um, for example, a girl who, you know, is having a chit-chat with a guy in the pub, you know, and one of the things a predator might try to do is isolate you from your group of friends. So they could come up with some re- excuse like, oh, you know, it's too noisy over here, you know, perhaps, you know, we could just meet outside, you know, mm. just, you know, have a little alone time to get to know each other. And then, and then supposedly you take that bait, you know, then something could happen after that. Mm. Mm. Interesting. So like self-defense, you know, uh, all this situational awareness is actually... Yeah, actually, you can, by preventing it, you can actually so-called. It's better defense than actually getting into a situation, lah. Correct, correct. Yeah. And and we actually define very specifically what we mean by situational awareness because a lot of times people just throw the terms out. But what exactly are you looking out for? A lot of times they don't go into specifics. Whereas we do teach our students like specifically what are you looking out for. Hmm. I, I think see. that's quite interesting. Like it will be super useful actually for the thousands of people who used to go over to Johor. (laughs) Yes, 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 that's right, that's right. I mean, that's the thing as well, you know, I mean, we live in Singapore and we think that it's very safe and it is, you know, safe. Uh, Mm. But, you know, if you think about just across the borders in in, in JB, we're talking about really a different environment altogether and people do get attacked overseas, you know, whether it's bad knife point and whatever, you know, things that you don't see in Singapore, you do see it overseas as well. Mm. And the thing is, you you teach, if, if I'm not wrong, Mostly people who I would say do not go for martial arts. Mm, that's right. right, that's right. Who, who might be more intimidated to go to the typical class. Correct. To teach like women and more old people and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's interesting you mentioned that because that is exactly what um, our clientele base would look like. You know, most of them are not necessarily martial artists, you know, but there are people who are afraid or concerned for their personal safety for all sorts of reasons. Uh, we could have a group of students who wish to go overseas for further studies. That's one very uh, typical group. We've got ladies who love traveling, you know, because, mm. you know, they just love backpacking and whatever not. And of course, we've got executives who have to travel for work purposes. So they, if you, if you look at, you know, the uh, interests, it is not necessarily martial arts, you know, but they do want to learn enough so they can keep themselves safe. And this is something that I've always emphasized to people who want to learn self-defense as well. You don't need to be fit. You don't need to be strong. You don't need to have any prerequisites. So long as you have a need to keep yourself safe, I think that is a very good motivating reason to learn self-defense itself already. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, we've all heard like horror stories of women traveling all yeah, over. That's like, right. Like, I mean, India is a good example, right? Mm. You always hear of um, a woman backpacking and then she yeah. gets raped or things like that because yeah. the the culture against women there is just so different, lah. Exactly, and yeah. I and I think that was also what set what made me set my sights to, you know, um, helping people overseas as well, women mm-hmm. especially overseas. So I did go on a social mission trip to India to help mm-hmm. about 200 ladies over there to keep themselves safe. Because like what you said, oh. I think I think there are some countries in the world that unfortunately women don't get a fair treatment. And, you know, no matter whatever happens to them, it always seems to be the girl's fault. Yep. And I'm not there to change their culture. I can't do it overnight. But what I do hope to do is to go there and empower these girls with some realistic, you know, form of self-defense so that if it really happens to them, at least they have a fighting chance to get out of it. And then perhaps over time with education and empowerment, maybe there's more gender equality in their countries. But really, that's not up to me to, to decide. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not at that level. Correct, you know, correct. It's, it's ten, 10 levels above. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. we do so what we can, green, right? right? Their culture, that's why that's a problem. Like, like this, uh, like the, the, the gender inequality mm. and how like the, the men just have so much more they, 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 they perceive themselves as so much more right. I think it'll take a long time for even for even certain happen. countries the the rules they mm. set for I mean in general like Arab Arabic countries mm. the fact that oh women are not allowed to wear this and that that in itself is it's alarming. Like it's, it shows yeah. the way that they view women in exactly. many ways. And a lot of times they view women to be just objects or property. You know? And I think that's, that's fundamentally wrong, which also results in a lot of uh, violence against women in these countries, especially domestic violence, you know, where women... And, and the sad part is that when the women themselves are being victimized, they sometimes don't see it as them being a victim. They just think that, well... This is who I am, you know. I have it to is accept. What it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah, I have to accept it. You know, it's my culture. This is how it's always been done. So who am I to complain? And yeah. they, 
And sometimes they even get angry at you for yeah, trying. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But that, that's the saddest part is when they come in, the victims start to come to acceptance. Correct, yeah. correct, correct. So yeah. I guess uh, by empowering them, you, you kind of give them that, that sense of pride as well. Like at least I can fend for myself. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think can build from there. Correct. I think gradually we're trying to show them that it's not just about the physical skills. I think it translates in a different way to confidence level and showing them that, you know, you may be born a woman, but you don't have to go into a certain role that a woman is destined to play in her life. You know, I don't think that's so-called a destined role you need to play. I think you can break boundaries. And I think by going to self-defense itself, that's one way of breaking boundaries really. And you see even in conservative societies that there are, there are quite a few number of women who are really inspiring. I mean, they do certain ways about breaking traditional boundaries, doing things that traditionally only men can do. Um, so I just feel like I'm not different from some of these women. It's just that I'm hoping that in my own little ways to just share my knowledge, that's all. Yeah, mm. that's nice. Have you ever uh, just curious, like been into a situation where where you had to use the skills you've taught? If you talk about the ability to identify uh, behavior cues, then I would say yes. I've never really had to physically fight off a situation, but I guess that's the whole point, right? I did yes. go into a situation once where I was pretty sure if I waited a few more seconds, like something bad was really going to happen. Uh, so to okay. cut the long story wow. short, I was in Malaysia. Uh, this was like 5 plus a.m. in the morning. It was one of my maiden trips in Malaysia, to be honest. As, uh, <laughs> as much as Singaporeans I am, to be honest, I don't visit Malaysia as often as others do. So anyway, I was probably in my early 20s when that happened. Um, first time there, standing by the roadside about 5 plus a.m. in the morning. This is like in PJ, so not really in KL City itself. So it's okay. quite dark, you know, quite very quiet, in fact. And I was just thinking like, being like most Singaporeans, you know, you just go to the... I was trying to flag a cap, a cap down to get to my pickup point to, to board a coach back to Singapore. So right. uh, I thought that it was just easy to flag a cap down. So I was standing there by myself, right, um, with my suitcase and there was no cars in sight. You know, the lights were dim <laughs> and everything. Very stupid, right? But anyway, I decided to just do it. Um, and then I saw two motorcycles like, like just driving past me and then they slowed down and then there were like okay. two people per bike so they turned around and they looked at me so it's about four of them yeah four of them and oh boy. of course all, my, all guys right and then and then the moment they looked at me i could i could literally feel the hair standing up you know on my skin and i was like okay just, it just <laughs> didn't feel right and and they turned mm. into a corner i know that plays relatively well so that plays that corner is a date in so pretty right they were like they were, so not later would come out right yeah. so i was, I was like at the point in time, everything in my head was just alarm bells were ringing. I was like, no, we got to get out of yep. there. So I just ran across the road. I went into the hotel and I just basically called the cat from there. All right. But I would say that if if you do not know what to look up for, you probably just thought that, hey, you know, no big deal, right? I mean, anyway. If you're using your phone yeah. like most people today, yeah. you don't even notice. You won't even notice it, you know, and, and that could be just your downfall. And mm. in, yeah, and as Singaporeans, we tend to take that for granted because we're yeah. so safe here. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like as simple as putting the wallet on the table yeah. when you're in Johor, people mm. see it straight mm. away. Exactly. Or even slipping in taxis, you know, like on your way from point oh, A yeah. to point B, we think it's oh, yeah. okay in Singapore. But if you, if you try to slip in a cab in like Malaysia or any other country, right? Who knows? Maybe you might wake up somewhere else. Might I not know. even be a real taxi. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, one, one kidney missing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> And that's the thing. See, that's a good thing. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both kidneys missing. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing too. It may not just be a, a woman's thing, you know. I mean, I think guys do get yeah. attacked too right. for different reasons. I mean, a girl can get sexually assaulted. Not to say a guy can't, right? But of course, chances that it's lesser. But of course, all kinds of reasons like money, organ, organ trafficking is a real thing, mm. and many, many other things, right? Hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's. I guess it's it's good for me to. It's time for me to learn self-defense. I feel like <laughs> I've been, I've not, I learned, I, I have zero knowledge on this. Ivan is the, the bubble boy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always tell him, when you go overseas, 100%, you're going to get scammed. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, that's also part of self-defense, you know, just to be streetwise and just know what, what are the lies that are out there what to avoid you know, you know, yeah. don't, don't end up in a, this yeah. kind of situation that, yeah. that's quite a unique thing to sell actually right yeah, 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 like yeah. oh what to look out for exactly. and then you have a whole package to teach people yeah we do have we do have a course on like tourist scams by the way <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay I guess I <laughs> yeah yeah different countries like something I need to go for yeah yeah different <laughs> countries will like, have different ways of scamming you guys and they don't just do it once you know like uh, alone they will do it in a group 
like a syndicate. So oh yeah, 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 it can be quite complex, you know, quite it's quite, quite crazy. Smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I, w- yeah. I, I my brother was telling me about this syndicate in China that they just follow people onto planes and then wait for the perfect time to steal their luggages. Oh wow! And then while in the airport, they just keep passing it around, so you can't really catch. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Teamwork on, right? on planes <laughs> yeah. as well. Huh? I mean, they have to buy the ticket. Uh, they follow you on. Yeah, but it's it's not a lot of money. Yeah. you know, you just need to catch one like Rolex yeah. watch in the bag yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's an elaborate scam. That that, that mm. one, yeah, that one, that one's an elaborate one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Among many others, right? I mean, you have got the petty ones, but then again, you know, everything counts, lah. I mean, if it's money alone, it's fine. But what if they steal your travel documents, then that gets you in a really sticky situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I Singapore mean, passport is actually quite valuable. <laughs> super, man. Mm. And it'll be a big headache. Uh. Correct. That's like, right. I lose 100, 200, it's okay. But my credit card, oh boy. Yeah. ID, all this. It's a big problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. <laughs> so, what actually brought you to this? To, to, to commit your life to, mm. to this journey? I mean, we know... What we just mentioned, obviously, but what kind of kickstarted it? Um, well, probably I, I have to go back to like when I first started learning self defense. I was about nineteen when it first started. I mean, I didn't I didn't do it because I had it I had a really crazy interest in martial. I think I just did it like what most why most ladies would do it, you know, personal safety reasons, right? Uh, but when I got into it, you know, and I met my teacher, I was very first. I was very inspired by his story, which he, which is was why he started Kapap Academy, and the primary reason was because his brother was actually killed in in JB, um, via a, like a, a street attack, you know. So no, he wow. nobody found the killers, um, and you know basically they just left him to die in the streets. It was just uh. like a, a robbery. Oh. Nobody knows. Wow. Uh, he, they just they broke his skull with you know stick his iron pipes and just left him to die. Oh shit! Oh yeah, and oh, and man. and that was that was obviously a very very huge tragedy for him. Um, he and and he went in depression for a whole year. Wow! Before he decided to see some meaning out of it, right? I mean, you got to find a way to get to move on. And so what he did was he found some strength. He converted his grief into strength, and he s- decided to start this school, Kapap Academy, so that none of his students that he would teach, you know, would have to be like his brother. You know, even if you meet with a, with a situation like this, at least if you have some skills, you can fight out of such a situation. So I was very inspired by his story and decided that I wanted to help him, you know, achieve his mission. And then I realized that there was a calling for me as well, because at that point in time, there weren't many female instructors. Frankly, I was the only one in, in that school. And um, mm. I saw there was um, a role I could play, um, which was to help convince, you know, many other ladies that, self-defense is something they need and self-defense is something they can do as well you know because at that time especially i was quite petite in size of course not now <laughs> but it's time you know so if i could floor a much bigger guy that it would speak volumes to another woman who was about my size i was like oh crap if she can do it so can i right so then i started to see that there was a there was a calling for me and i think i was also further motivated by hearing stories of real victims you know who came to our school seeking for help and uh, through their stories i realized that such things shouldn't have happened to women, you know, and, and yet it does. It does every single day, right? I, I, can't, I can't change every woman's life, but every person I meet, perhaps, you know, with that little sharing of knowledge, perhaps they can stop something from happening. I can help these victims recover, build confidence so they can stop it from happening again. Um, so I guess one thing led to the other and I've been doing it for 11 years now. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's a good a good drive in life. Yeah, uh, I think I always believed. I've always had this goal to like lead a meaningful life and I think mm-hmm. I found it. So that's yeah. lucky for it me. Is, is. No, I think yeah. that's for all people around yeah. our age. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they call us weak-minded but we <laughs> just want to do something meaningful. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I mean, life is more than just paying bills. Like That's exactly. what I believe. Mm. Mm. So like, um, I don't know if you can tell but are there some particular stories that you heard that you can talk about that I would say is commonly faced maybe in Singapore? Mm, in terms of attacks or... Yeah, put attacks, potential attacks, things like um, that. I mean, not, not drunk people, you know. Okay, yeah. okay. Something th- real. Something... Um, I think quite common are basically harassment issues, right? And uh, uh, potential cases of molestation. I think we read enough, you know, uh, reports recently of people oh, being molested, right? And upskirt yeah. videos, etc. Uh, that's something we do talk about as well. Um, you know, particularly things like molestations on public transport. Um, there's one thing that I've always highlighted to the women as well is that 
you know, while it might seem all too easy to just look, you know, if something happens, you know, to you, just scream and shout, you know, because after all, you're in a public space, you know, you have all the help you need. But nobody even asks the person, you know, in question whether are they okay with screaming and shouting. Yep. You know, it's yeah. one thing to be able to do it like physically, but your mental barriers, right? The psychological barriers, nothing you have to cross. Yes. And I've asked so many of my students who are ladies and asked them, how many of you, if you encounter such a situation, you would raise attention right, and get help straight away? And 90% of them actually wouldn't. And I asked them why. And they says, well, fear of embarrassment. I just don't like to draw attention to myself. So I asked them, okay, so then what's your default response? I'll move away. But mm. by just moving away, the message you're sending across to the perpetrator, the, the attacker, is that, look, you can do whatever you want, right? I mean, there are no consequences yep. for your action. So they will probably just keep doing it. They get emboldened. Yeah, yeah, and then they just keep doing it and then finally someday they get caught. And I say that, you know, what if we could teach a way of helping these women uh, overcome the psychological barrier and yet make the attacker uh, suffer some consequences? And this is where we actually teach us how to hurt the attacker very, very <laughs> subtly <laughs> so that actually literally nobody around them would know that they are the ones being an attacker, but the attacker wow. himself will know. So the next time he tries it again, he's going to think <laughs> twice about it because it actually hurts a lot. Yeah, so that's something that we do touch upon in terms of uh, molestation, sexual assaults too. For example, like what weak, what weak spot would you go for? Fingers. I love oh, finger manipulation. Wow. I don't know if you've actually felt <laughs> what it's like to be finger locked before, uh, but I would definitely tell you that I tell you finger manipulation is the most underrated, right? Um, what do you call that? Technique. Later um, we take a video <laughs> of you doing to Ivan. <laughs> why, why me? <laughs> he, he, he looks the part, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to experience it for myself to understand, yeah. right? So you yes. never do it again, Ivan. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure he will learn his lesson very well from hey, there. Wait, disclaimer, no. <laughs> that's not who I am. So, something I read online was like, a father, he was saying like, one of the things I will always teach my daughter mm. is to not be afraid of that uncomfortable silence mm, 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 you know correct. if if women like really like oh a guy says something that is sexually harassing mm. them and they just stare at them and make it as un- uncomfortable as possible mm, the mm, guy mm. will be like oh fuck you know, I can't yes. really play around here yes. but most most women tend to just like shrug it off like yes, <laughs> yes, yes. you know and that, like you said, that lets the guy feel like I can get away with this shit yes. and keep doing it. And I think sometimes subconsciously, you know, um, because of these things are somehow it's sad, but it becomes a social norm sometimes, right? Where certain phrases and words, you know, objectify women and, you know, we, we sort of accept it already. So it doesn't make us feel like it's offensive. But actually, if you think about it, yep. it is offensive. Mm. Um, and, and therefore, a lot of women would like what you say, shrug it off, think it's just, oh, no. And if they even stand up to it, somebody will say, like, why are you so sensitive? Correct. Right? You know, what's wrong with it? I mean, come on. Right? It's just a phrase. It's just a word. But there's so much deeper meaning to it, right? It stands for so much else, so much more. Like, you know, if, if you objectify women, then of course it leads to a lot of other things as well. Um, so I think we're seeing a change. I think we're seeing more women standing up for what they believe in and, you know, like what say, being comfortable to be uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's that's what I like to see more women doing as well. Yep. It's mm. uh, standing your ground. Make sure the, the, the guy doesn't get the power Correct. Uh, but that's also another thing that I also tell women as well. It's one thing to stand up for your rights, you know, but I always believe that when push comes to shove, you have to back it up with skills as well. Because right. you see, you can be vocal and you should be, you know, like, look, I, I don't take such nonsense, but what if the guy doesn't, it's not rational, right? I mean, he doesn't right, really right. care about what you say and he's just right. going to launch a physical attack on you. You must be able to back it up with skills. And I believe you can, right? Mm. With, with, great, with good skills, you can do it. Mm. Especially if the guy turns aggressive, yeah. you know? I mean, physiological things apart, most men will overpower women. Yes. But if you have that little skill to just like poke the eye or whatever <laughs> yeah. and run away, it, yeah. it would help most yeah. women. Yeah, exactly. And you see, unlike most like you know sports martial, where you're going to talk about like minutes, you know, to 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 yeah, several rounds of engagement. I mean, really, when it comes to self defense, we're talking about seconds here. There's really not a lot of like time you need to spend, you know, mastering a technique because it's really meant to be simple. And, yep. I, and I do think that is the crux of it. When things get too complicated, then that is when people start to fail, actually. You know? um, so really, self-defense is simple. It has to be realistic, and that's all it is. Mm. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> what, what do you think, like, I mean, just your opinion, has led to this 
rise of cases in Singapore, universities especially, mm. and why? I mean, if if you can talk about it, if you feel, why do you think like it's not talked about? Like it seems to be like Singapore in general is willing to like let it slide, mm, mm. you know, and not really like ask NUS to take real accountability. Sure. For example, the cases at NUS. Mm. I mean, let's address the first issue about like why I think it's on the rise. I I do think it's on the rise also because of, uh, I think the fact that more people are aware of such issues, and so the 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 incidences of people coming out to say that I've been harassed, I've been molested, it's just more. Less people are willing to be silent about such issues already. So we are seeing more cases being discovered or uncovered. Um, yeah, because people are just no longer willing to stay silent. So I guess that addresses the issue of why we're seeing more cases mm. on the rise. I've always believed that these things are happening in the background anyway. It's mm. just whether people realize it or not. Uh, and of course, the second issue about, uh, you know, um, what's the second issue again? About how the universities are not taking any mm-hmm. accountability, basically. I, I, I don't know how they're getting away with it. I think part of the reason is that I think, I think they don't know how to. Yeah. I think I think they haven't really crafted a proper strategy on how to address such things, and the typical response would be like you know, uh, you know, non-confrontational, you know, or let the police handle it and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's the problem by by having such a weak response, you're mm. kind of like encouraging, like saying like, hey, I mean, these uh, people who are molesting can yeah. get away with it. Yeah, and that's yeah. why people are angry. That's why people are taking to social media yeah. to take action because the 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 organizations that are supposed to take action are not doing it. So if I cannot get up from the if I cannot get a response from the top level, then I get it from bottom up, you know, which is through social media yeah. and stuff like you that. You can't really bullshit the social media generation. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you yeah. know. Um, but but of course that has other consequences as well when when things are left to the public to decide what should or should not be done to the attackers. Uh, you know, I'm all for social justice and stuff like that, but I've always believed that all in all, I think there should be a proper structure as to how these things are uh, meted out. You know, I do think the organizations need to look into a proper way of responding. Right. Um, but once that is set, you know, I think that should be a structured way of doing so, rather than just allowing like everybody to like what we call a rich hunt, right? Right. Let's hunt yeah. the guy down. Let's you know, you know, ruin his career. I mean, for that matter, there's a lot of things that has you know, um, a lot of things that may not be. The, the full truth, you know, based right. on one person's account. Mm. I'm not saying the guy is not guilty. I'm just saying that there are many other cases that may not be so clear-cut. In the grey area, right? Yes. There yes. was the, the incident where where this uh, one of the girls who who stayed over in her friend's mm. house who's not mm. not her boyfriend and then after that she said he molested him. That's a, uh, that could be a bit grey. Yes, because, and you know, yeah. correct. And when you hear the, uh, when you when you look on the online, you know, um, what they call netizens, right? I mean, they were kind of divided. You know, there were some who right. were supportive of the girl and then some who were basically saying that, you know, it's the girl's fault. I mean, of course, like I said, when it comes to sexual assault, I don't think it's, it's right to pinpoint anybody, you know, as, at least you shouldn't pinpoint the fault to be the victims. But I would mm. say, you know, as, as, as a girl, you know, I think we should have certain protective measures. It's not the girl's fault, but like I said, it's something you should do to avoid getting yourself in further trouble. Right, like right. Don't, don't go to another guy's house who's not your boyfriend and sleep over just with him alone. That's yeah. The set. I yeah. mean, a girl should be able to feel safe. Correct. Yeah. She's right. not wrong, but right. it is what it is, yes, right? Yes, yes. There are predators, just like Correct. drinking. Yes. Like, I, I, I mean, it's a personal opinion, but I believe like, every woman should learn how to drink. Mm, mm. You know, it's not fair, but they should because a mm. lot of men, like, they put things in the drinks, yeah, they yeah, make the girls drink until they're drunk mm. and then take advantage. Mm. Unfortunate, but yeah. it, it's a fact of life. It happens correct, everywhere. Correct, correct. I mean, I, I think that is the truth. I, I mean, it's like, I, I do tell parents as well, like, if you're trying to tell your teenage daughter to act, to abstain from drinking altogether, I think you're being a little bit too idealistic. I think they are going to drink when they get of a legal age. The question is, can they drink responsibly? Mm. You see, that's when the values come into play, right? It's not mm. so much about the act of drinking. I think everybody can drink, you know, and if you are going to be out working and socializing, at some point, you probably decide that you need to drink anyway, right? But the question is, can you, do you know what your limits are? And can you stay within those limits? Correct. 
So that's the most important thing. I will, I will admit to you guys, I'm, I'm a terrible drinker. All right, I can't drink for penis. I think I'll get drunk like two glasses of beer, and that's about it. You but know. At least you know your tolerance. But at least right? you know your number. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, and that's, that's important. Fine. Correct, yeah. correct, correct. You know. So yeah, I have no problem with you know girls drinking. I just learn to drink responsibly. Stay within your limits. That's all. I mean, yeah, mm. guys as well. I mean, come on, you, you, you drink, you get drunk, you get robbed, you become a burden to friends. You wake up in the park. I mean, oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but most of the time for men, most of the time, it's just stupid shit that happens. <laughs> 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 for women, the worst thing that can happen is rape or even yeah. gang rape. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. How often you hear that happens to a guy? Yeah. Rarely, rarely, Mostly yeah. it's just like your friends take photo of you with puke mm. and all this. <laughs> mm. True, true, true. Or you lose your wallet all that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's the thing, like, but you know, I mean, guys and girls, of course, you know, there is a difference in terms of the the sort of attacks that they might face, you know, um, and the severity of such attacks as well. But whether you're a guy or a girl, I think personal safety is something that uh, should be on their minds because you really never know. All you need is one bad time and that could be your last. Really. Yeah. <laughs> and it destroys your whole life. It destroys your whole life, yeah. One moment. One moment, you know. And I've, I, I would, if you hear some of the accounts of some of these, you know, survivors of rape, and they'll say they were never the same person before and after the rape. It's life-changing, for the matter, for the worse, you know? And that's why I always tell people, like, there are certain experiences in life that you really don't want to experience. Yeah. It's, it's really sad, la, I mm. think. Mm. Correct. Some, especially if it can be avoided. Correct. That's right. That's right. Mm. Okay, I'm going to turn on the volume a bit since... It uh, just started to rain really heavily, oh so yeah. we're, we're getting a lot of background noise. But yeah, yeah. and we do our podcast in a very natural way. <laughs> 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 we don't have a fancy studio or anything, so so we have it all natural, guys. Yeah, every week always got this kind of thing. <laughs> 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 it's okay. That's why it keeps it fun, right? Yeah. Go with yeah. flow, man. <laughs> so something that very cool that happened to you is that you met the queen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I did, I did. <laughs> what Back was in that like? Back in 2017, so I was very, very honoured to be one of 59 uh, people selected all over the Commonwealth countries um, to be um, awarded this award called the Queen's Young Leaders Award. And wow. uh, it's basically given to uh, you know, young, young people aged below 30 years old all right, who have done um, certain contributions to society. And uh, so I was very honored to be given that award. I, I believe um, I was the uh, first and only martial artist right, at that point in time to be to be awarded this 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 medal. And I would oh, say that's amazing. Thank yeah. you. And I would say that um, yeah, I didn't really it didn't quite dawn on me I was going to meet the queen, even though I know I was. <laughs> it was it just felt like the whole thing was a dream, la. So I was there. For, I was in UK. They flew me out to the UK for ten days. And of course, the grand finale was to go to Buckham Palace and meet the Queen. Do you get to stay there? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I wish I did, but no. Oh, oh. Stupid question, right? <laughs> Maybe you get a one-night stay, you know, at the palace. Like, how big hotel? That would be cool, man. man. <laughs> I wish the Queen invite me, but nah. All right, uh. but to shake her hands and talk, talk, uh, talk to her for about 30 seconds, I think that was a, that's a dream that a lot of people would have, you know, and right. I was just very lucky to be able to realize that dream in my, in my lifetime. So, um, yeah, and that's an experience that I don't think I'll ever forget. What, mm. what led to it, uh, actually? So, at that time, uh, I think they were, they were calling for applicants, you know, um, uh, for, for young people who have done, you know, s- you know significant contributions to society. So, at that point in time, uh, my teacher nominated me. So, he put, in, he, put my, he put in an application for me, you know. And uh, at that time, I, I, I just like, you know, really... You know, I, I don't think I... I mean, I've, I've read through the list of like, uh, what do you call that? People who have uh, achieved certain things in their lifetime before, you know. And I was like, nah, I don't think I can make it. Like. I mean, these people are so inspiring and stuff like that. Right. right? But uh, surprisingly, I was shortlisted. I had to go through a few rounds of interview. And then finally, they, they announced the winner. And I was, you know, like I said, very privileged and, aw- and honored to be one of the selected. Yeah, yeah. That I think that's quite a amazing thing that you don't get to see every day. Yeah, I yeah. mean, really, the whole experience. I think it's not just about meeting the queen. I think it's about being in this network of young leaders. I mean, we're still on this network, you know, oh, after the event. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. And we'll share stories of what we have done in our own country. So oh. we're, we're talking oh. about the whole Commonwealth, Malaysia, you know, Papua New Guinea, you know, really. So, yeah. so who did you meet that was like, really like, holy shit? <laughs> Celebrity wise? No, I mean in in this oh. community. I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, there's so many, man. I mean, 
I mean, I know one friend from India. I think now she is going for this Global Citizen Award. What she does is she's she's trying to raise awareness, uh, for like menstrual hygiene in India, especially for women in the slums, you know. Mm. And uh, she's try she's striving to get, um, education about a whole taboo topic about menstruation, which is really untalked about in in their society and even the whole, like. They're not even having access to sanitary pads, which is what we take for granted in developing in developed countries. As, yeah, right. yeah. So and I think as men, we don't know anything about this problem. So yeah, and it's something oblivious. that's massive in uh, Africa as well. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. So there's just so many bad practices, you know, in, in society that's avoiding this this very natural process that happens each and every woman, mm-hmm. right? So she's trying to normalize that, and she's trying to teach women that there's nothing to be ashamed of, and they're and, the, and she's trying to advocate, you know. Uh, a proper access of getting these, you know, low-cost sanitary pads to these women who can't afford, you know, those that are commercially, you know, available in the market. So I think that's very inspiring. Um, I do know of another lady in Malaysia who is striving to, uh, you know, protect the rights of refugees in Malaysia. Um, so a lot of the refugees in Malaysia are being taken advantage of. They're not giving, you know, basic human rights. So she's advocating for these refugees. So there are tons of stories like this, you know. I've got others who are advocating, you know, um, um, uh, what called it? Uh, uh, violence against women. Right. There is another one that is about fighting poverty in their home country. So, so many, so many. I couldn't wow. tell you all of them. Yeah. It sounds like you could like uh, band together to you know yeah, work exactly. on the same issues together. C- correct. And, and, and not in the like not in just within Singapore. It can be in a global scale. Exactly because yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, I, I I never thought that what I did was you know unique to us. You know, I do think that there's a lot more synergy when we start to work with people of a common goal. I mean, if you look at the broader picture, I'm not just teaching self-defense. Self-defense to me is just a tool, right? I mean, on the mm. broader mm. scheme of things, I'm talking about advocating about you know gender equality. I'm talking about you know issues like it's wrong to be you know to for women to be you know taken advantage of. I'm talking about you know advocating violence against women and stuff like that. So these are these are broader issues that um, I'm hoping people can address. So to me, self-defense is merely a tool. Mm. That's a tool I know. But beyond that, the education and empowerment, these are something to, to, to be you know, taught hand in hand for women. And actually, our, our pet project that we just you know, started not too long ago is to use technology to help get this, you know, the, the goal, the mission that we have you know, a lot faster. Mm. So we're actually in the midst of coming up a mobile app, a, mobile, uh, a personal safety mobile app called Angel Wings. Okay. So that personal safety app is going to help us break geographical boundaries because as you know, teaching self-defense can be a very labor-intensive, it's a very face-to-face interaction sort of right. thing. But I'm hoping with this personal safety app, it will give women that, that option on how to stay safe all right, through two prongs, right? the education and empowerment. So the education is where we actually feed articles and videos through this mm. mobile app so the women can stay safe with that knowledge base, okay. but it's empowering because if they do end up, you know, facing with a with a dangerous situation, that mobile app can raise um, an alarm. It can reach out to your closest family and friends for help, and of course, you know, with an access authority so that they can also respond to your emergency ASAP as well. Mm, that, yeah, that sounds like a very useful tool. Like, yeah. yeah, especially I mean, if I want to go overseas. Exactly. Then, uh, you know, I want something to, you know, like. I want to be able to contact like uh, emergency is, is hotline. Is the goal to l- link up with police, or um, or is it like you're gonna have specific areas where this app will be relevant? I mean, for example, if you ask for help, how how does that work? So the first the first group that we'll reach out to are your what we call angels, right? So authorities definitely, I think that that's definitely something that we will reach out to. But you see, with the police, because it's they might come to your rescue, but Mm, I think if that is not possible, I don't want to depend everything on, on one mm. source, right? I mean, you want to have as yeah. many prongs as possible. And I think because it's your family and friends, I think they will find, all right, um, as best a resource to help you as possible. And also because attacks are not necessarily like, like one extreme, right? I mean, if it was to be honest, the most dangerous situation, then I think the authority should be alerted. But what if it was a milder issue? For example, you being stalked. Right, or you meeting a creep. I don't think you want to alert the police necessarily for something like that. Oh, right? really? I mean, it could be, for example, this this guy in a pub. Or maybe they won't take it as seriously. They won't take it. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they might not mm. think think of it as something they would need to deploy officers right. down, right? So say, for example, you get harassed by a guy in a pub. I mean, who do you go to? Bouncers, right? But what if you don't want 
race that's issue you want your friends to come to how your friends are in the in the neighborhood as well right so you could like you know text your friends you know your friends could give you like a phone call you make an excuse oh i'm sorry i gotta answer this phone call and then you get the hell out of there all right yeah that, that makes sense right. and i can imagine like trying to link up with every single authority in every country for the global coverage it's a headache, uh. yeah yeah and the police yeah. may not want that hassle too exactly. right i mean they want to be able to segregate like what are the really emer- like e- like cases that really need some immediate attention like someone's getting stabbed for example mm. like versus somebody who is like yeah being stalked but who knows maybe some halfway down the street the guy that just leaves on his own right and I right. send a police car down mm. like what's gonna happen right yeah so I think really I think um, there must be a segregation for the kind of severity of cases and I think your family and friends are probably the ones who are uh, if they get if they get notified I think they will be the, the ones that you can count on the most to come to your rescue yeah mm. absolutely yeah, and plus also if, if, if there needs to be further investigation, it also allows your family and friends to track your last known route. So it's it's not oh, just live location. Yeah, yeah, oh, and okay. and there's what we call geo tracking as well. So you can see where so touch wood like you go missing, right? You right. want to know like are there CCTV footages along the route that you gone missing? So maybe there's something the police can use to help trace where you are. Uh, that's useful. Could you like? Send out the SOS to like maybe if there's someone else on the network like in the same park. Yeah, I mean that's something that we're thinking also. Yeah. So we 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 can customize this app to a few groups of people, like for individuals, like you know travelers, you know women in general. Uh, we can also actually customize our apps for companies. You know, for example, like if companies send employees overseas for work, right and and you, you, you obviously want to keep your employees safe, right? So within, you would, you would demark like a, a certain geographical location. Where like trace together. Something <laughs> like that. All right, I'm not sure. I mean, within reason, of course, we try to we try to strike a balance between privacy, you know, yeah. and keeping them safe, you know. Right. But generally speaking, I think that the employees themselves will feel a lot more assured that if they go into a foreign country, at least they have some resources back home which they can tap upon. Be it, it may not be in a physical attack. What if you get you may have an accident, right? You want access to insurance. You could meet an incident accident when you are like out hiking, right? I mean you're still in a demarketed location, but the, or demarked location, but then you need help right now. You can send help to your company. They can find a way to track you down, etc. And then you could link up to insurance companies as well. There are many ways to play around with it. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I wanted to ask you like what's your next plans but I guess th- did that answer the question was th- <laughs> is that what you what you want to pursue yeah I I think that would be definitely what my next plans would be which is to head into the technology you know um, industry because I, I definitely think there's a lot of potential in this industry and I think there is it's not exclusive mm. I think if you think of a way of how to incorporate technology within the area of personal safety I think there's a lot more um benefits to society if you combine these two together and i think this is something of a newfound interest you know um right. eventually i i think what our expertise is going to be in is also to touch on an area called ai which AI. is now okay the, the in thing right right but how uh, does that fit into what you're, you're you're trying to push for i think what we're trying to push for is personal safety but personal safety in my definition is no longer just the physical aspects of it already yes but ai how, how does that ai can in? help us to for example help us with the data in terms of building up a knowledge base and inquiry. So that say, for example, right, you decide I want to go overseas for, uh, you know, work, right? And then you perhaps use the mobile app and you say, I want to go to this country. Based on data that we will provide, you know, through the mobile app and AI, you could come up with a list, like a checklist of what you need to look out for. So it's customized mm. based on your habits, could be your medical history. Okay. Could be also the geographical uh, risk involved. Maybe hey, this this neighborhood has a lot of you know incidents, so maybe be careful. Yeah, something like that. Right. Something like that. Like you're walking down this alley. That okay, don't don't take this road. This road, you know. Yeah. Not, uh, yeah. Correct. So there there are a lot of ways that I think AI can be used. You know, um, or even for the matter, chatbots. Mm. Right. I mean, we're trying to make it less labor intensive, and I think, I think moving forward, that is probably the way to go. If we were trying to reach numbers, if we're trying to save as many people as we want to, right. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, physically, you you can be teaching, but you you there's a limit to how many people you can you can teach at uh, at the go. But if you really want to push what, uh, um, uh, if you want to put, you want to teach the how I mean, self defense to the masses to to women around the world and yeah, I think technology this kind yeah. of platforms this is the best way to, to really 
reach out to get the numbers. Uh, Correct. Make sure as many people as, as can learn, uh, hears about it. Mm, exactly. And, learns, yeah. and I think the, the main thing we're trying to get at also is that, you know, um, it's really the prevention part. Mm. Right? I mean, self-defense, when you talk about, you know, physical engagement, like I said, it's always been the last resort. But if you can give, you know, people this knowledge base of how can they stay away from trouble, I think that's always been the first resort. Like even just traveling, right? I mean, do you know what is the best route to travel? You know, what is a good hotel to stay in? What are the safety measures you need to take if you stay in a hotel and say this hotel is not necessarily a five-star hotel and somebody were to break in? Is there something you can do? Very detailed. Huh? Sounds like yeah. you have a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not easy, but I think that if you if you make your mind up, I think there's always a way, yeah. you know, to, to do it, right? It's a will, that's a way. So mm. yeah, definitely Especially something. your cause, I feel that people are more than happy to support it. Mm-hmm. You know? Correct, correct. Yeah, I'm it's not some nonsense thing. It's really like, for safety, you yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah. something people can get on board with. Uh. Correct. I think my students can also testify that we're, we're really unlike um, a martial gym. I'm, like I said, I think there are overlapses, but I think what they can see and value the most is that we're really looking out for, for them, you know, and trying to help them stay safe. I think safety is, has always been something that is a key vision that we want to achieve. Hmm. And I think that's what um, Master... Thio? Master Teo mm. always emphasizes, Correct. which I think is great. La. You know, yeah. he always like distinctively say that we're very different in that sense. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And I hope that our students can see it. And I, and I, I, I do think they can see it. Um, which, yeah, we are, we're very lucky. We have the support of a lot of our students, you know, who have known us over the years, you know, and continue to support us in their own little ways. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. have a... I mean, aside from the few people that attack you all... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. In what uh, way? Like attack, like phys- physically? Oh, no. Not not physically. I mean verbal. And oh, okay, online. okay. Yeah. I mean, like I would say, like haters are also gonna be haters, right? Yeah. <laughs> Take but things out of context. What, you know? What's there to hate about about the course that we are? I mean, about the martial arts studio and then the course that you're self defense course that you're pushing for. What's that? What's there to attack about? I think about? some people just don't like the way. Mm, I mean, there's like I said. Um, the thing is that. There's always going to be haters, la. no matter how good an intention <laughs> you try to do, right? Or it's always a way of uh, dragging you down, dragging us down, or um, misinterpreting some of the things we say, or taking things out of context. So, uh, yeah, you can't please everybody. That's is what I'm trying it, to say. Is it more on the fighting style? Like, hey, yours is not efficient. You know, you do if you do it to this honest, way, it's wrong. You to be honest, I think this. that's always to be expected. You know, I think yeah. in our field, you know, there's always going to be criticisms about the things you do. But like I always say, you know, you stay true to what you do. As long as the confidence works, you know, and I, I do have confidence it works. You know, I, I have tested it out myself, not just against somebody my size. I mean, I've always tried to test out somebody yeah. else bigger. <laughs> uh, and and, and uh, I have confidence that the techniques work. Um, whereas of all else, you know, whether it's vision, whether it's our school's mission, you know, and the way we do things, I think there's always going to be people who are, you know, not be very, uh, what do you call supportive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe sometimes even competitors, you know, stuff right. like that. So yeah, it's it's just like that, right? I in think every at the industry. end of the day, if people really have like an issue with each other, mm. not not saying just you guys, a simple message to you guys to say like, what's up with yeah, this, you know? Yeah. You see, I'm all help, for right? yeah. I mean, I'm all for like <laughs> debates, right? I'm all for yeah. like you if you're if you're if you have questions, you know, I'm okay f- with you, you know, messaging me personally and asking me like, what's up with this, right? Like you said. Yeah. I mean, even even among different styles of martial arts, right? I mean, there's a friendly sparring, right? And then okay. now we learn from each other. That's fine. I, I have no problem with that. But I think what I what I don't uh, particularly like is the fact that they don't even bother clarifying sometimes, and they just make their own conclusions based on what they say or whether hearsay, you know. And then and then they make own conclusions, and then and they they would say that that is the ultimate truth. Whereas, like, the person you should ask what is the truth should be the person in question, isn't it? Or the school in question. But anyway. Yeah. That's social media today, la, yeah, in general. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I try to refrain from judging too much based on one, one side of the story. Um, so, yeah, unless I have a full truth. Would you support um, your students using your style in, you know, the, the martial, like martial arts arena nowadays? Or, or like mixed martial arts? And all that, you know, for, for, for this kind of competitions? Um. I mean, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, because it sounds 
so far we've been talking about like self defense and yeah. like you know uh, uh, you know how how to keep yourself safe and you use mm. these techniques to protect yourself. So, mm. so I was wondering whether you have the aspect where you know you you are uh, you have the, you you want to represent this style in the you know the arena. You know? Um, I would say that. I mean, you see, the, the, the core mission of staying safe has always been there. But, you know, if you do decide to use the techniques for sports, then obviously you would have to look at what the rules of engagement are within that competition, right? Okay. Obviously, there's a lot of things that I can do on the streets that obviously we're not doing a competition because it's just illegal. Like poking up ice, for example. Something I would or, do on the streets, but definitely... A lot of moves, actually. Yeah, a lot of moves, <laughs> yeah. So I would say that it really depends on my students' purpose. If my students have an interest in going to sports, all right? Um, although I would definitely clearly say that it is not something that we often teach, but it doesn't mean that these techniques cannot be used in, in, in the competition. You probably would have to modify um, to suit the rules and regulation, but yeah, it can be done. Mm, mm. Okay, I, I mean, see. I've been a sports martial artist as well, so I've competed myself as well, so yeah. Mm. Mm. Are there any uh, f- like famous uh, like martial, martial artists that, you know... Uh, that's very famous now. In the winning, scene win, of in MMA, the scene, winning winning competitions no. and all. Me, I don't. Do no, you know? not not really. I mean, okay, you see the thing about when you say K-pop style, right? I mean, the truth is that there's there's no real like K-pop K-pop style, right? I mean, like I said, we 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 created our own version called Modern Street Combaters. Ah, K-pop right. is just one of the styles that we teach. Because K-pop K-pop is like an Israeli. It's really, it's really hand-to-hand combat, you know. Um, to me, actually, K-pop is more like a philosophy engagement, and what they are trying to achieve is to take what is really necessary and throw out what is not necessary. It, there's no like mm. a standard syllabus for it. You know? what's, what's the difference between that and um, Krav Maga, for example? If you look at the history, actually Krav Maga came from Kapap. So Kapap was originally taught to Israeli special forces, whereas Krav Maga was actually taught to the infantry soldiers. Okay. So Krav Maga, you can say that is a bit of a subset of Kapap. All right, it's a lot simplistic. Um, you know, it's very simple, but it's very aggressive and it's also very effective in its own ways. Um, so I would say... Yeah, I mean, they, they have their own style of fighting. There's mm. a lot of emphasis on like, you know, eye jabs, you know, um, kicks to the groin, you know, overwhelming aggression, boom, 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 you know. Um, and I'm not saying it's not effective. It can be in their own ways, but I do believe it needs to be complemented with um, some other things when these things do fail. Because I've personally experienced myself when a guy is really big, sometimes some of these things just simply do not work. Right? Like, mm. if you're being restrained by another bigger person, you got to find a way to break out of it. And sometimes just the, the typical way of like trying to use force to break out just would not work because I don't have the strength as compared mm. to my stronger opponent. So there are other ways you can you can use. So I don't really have like a pure style. I don't have a perfect style. I will just continue to learn and evolve. Yeah. I see. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, like I think one of the most fun things that my friends and I experienced at mm. Kapop is um the fake knife and oh, trying to find yeah. the fake knife thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Master Theo ran, correct, and then like correct, correct. you're supposed to find, if I'm not wrong, one of the four guys that has the fake knife. Oh yeah, before he stabs you. Yeah, yeah. As a simulation, I, I think that was like intense, really intense. Yeah. Like you don't realize how out of breath you get yes. in a certain situation. Yes, yes, and that's and those are the simulated scenarios that I like to like pull on my students because it really it really sets things apart right I mean when you put yourself in this kind of situation you start to realise there's a big difference between sports martial arts and what we're trying to do I mean you don't see like four guys trying to corner you in a real fight you don't see four guys and one of them potentially has a weapon involved you know in a sports competition right but right. then again these are things that do happen in the street how, uh, how did that work simulation so four so, guys so, around so you for example you walk up towards um, four guys walk up towards you uh-huh. and you can only run in a certain direction. Like, imagine you're up against a wall. Okay. And then you're meant to either get out mm. totally or find the guy with the knife. Yeah. How do you find the... Like, when you find the guy, you just like... Like, you're supposed to sort of like pat them down as yeah. they kind of attack you. Mm. Yeah. So it's like... Because okay. like... So even when I, you're in the midst I, of like... Because there's a lot of like close quarter combat, right? In street fighting, it's very rare you get a lot of space like dance around and do your like kicks and flying kicks and whatever. Not right. This is just, right. This is just movie land, right? But uh, in a close quarter situation like that, while you're in the midst of like saving yourself, you still have to be very conscious. Like, does this guy have a weapon involved? And if you do, you gotta like kind of pat him down. Or just feel like for like 
objects that they're that they're hiding. Maybe a gun oh, or an okay. iPhone is. <laughs> so while fighting, you you are like like just touching the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the just same rushing. time, correct, just to make correct, sure like correct. he doesn't have a weapon. And that sounds weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from a person who've never heard that before, like, oh, I have yeah, to feel yeah. this guy who's beating the shit out of me. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. At the same time, while trying to like like prevent the yeah. blocks and yeah. everything. There's a lot of things you have to process, you know, in a, wow, in a real yeah. fight because there's so much unpredictability in a street fight, right? You're not talking about just multiple attackers. Even things like improvised weapons. Like, maybe the guy didn't come with a knife, but look, there's a, a, a glass bottle on the ground mm. or somewhere nearby, yeah. right? And you're so busy like tackling him, you didn't realize there's a glass bottle now, nearby, now he takes it and smash your head with it. Mm. It happens. And then most mm. most fights happen in a bar, so that's it's quite common. Yeah, bar. Or oh, one of your signature things that you guys teach is fighting with a pen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> tactical pen. Yes, I do have a tactical pen. Okay, what I can, carry what around. Can, what can you do with the pen? Stab someone with it. <laughs> the eye. <laughs> I mean, the eye, of course, is the ultimate like like the, kill yeah. But I wouldn't say that that's your oh go-to my. move every time, right? But you can definitely do things like the milder sort, but just cause the guy like a little bit of pain. All right, just to get for the guy to back off to like more severe things like I can break his bones if I needed to with the pen. Wow. Okay. So let's say you're in the MRT and the uh, the guy is like, you know, trying to uh, touch you and then mm. you you mm. you have the pen. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, oh. but that one, like she said, the finger thing is enough. Yeah, <laughs> finger thing is enough. Yeah, but if I mean, if don't you don't need want to stab his eye. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we want to do the pen. We do. We do teach pen on like pressure points. So they're not ah, like okay. They're just pain sensors, right? So there are particular mm. parts of your body that are a little bit more sensitive than others. And we're not just talking about the groin. I know a lot of people just say, like go for the groin straight away, right? But like I said, not everything is about the groin attack. Because everything also has to, you have to look at things in perspective, <laughs> right? I mean, if the, the guy is like, I don't know, coming very close to you, yeah, I understand it's a bit uncomfortable, but you don't go like one whack him to the groin. La. It's a bit sad, you know what I'm saying? You can <laughs> cause some damage to him by pressing his pressure points for example like the rib area is good uh collarbone you know uh around above the collarbone area sternum area so those are good targets to go for it's not going to kill the guy it's probably not going to damage him too much but to send out a message like don't mess around with me i think you got your point clear yeah and then with the pen it just makes it a lot more pain oh yeah of course if you've never felt it before you should feel it one day (laughs) (laughs) i think i I like this approach that there's some care for the attacker as well there's no need to destroy it frankly i think we're just trying to stay within the law itself (laughs) because the last thing we want is like yeah i teach you how to fight back and then now you get sent to prison for the next 10 years which happens yeah yeah yeah. happens quite often actually correct you don't want to be accused of being excessive right so we gotta stay match match the force with force yeah yeah you have to keep within uh the parameters la, you know legal parameters and not use excessive force against the person yeah that's something we we'll, we we'll also actively teach mm. okay cool yeah interesting <laughs> yeah. I, I'm interested in the the, the hand maneuvers oh yeah you should try yourself it's uh, it's a very enjoyable experience okay, okay. hold on <laughs> we'll, we'll film right after this <laughs> <laughs> I mean just, just like a light one just like go easy you know yeah I'm sure uh, well, okay yeah yeah sure I can try to go easy <laughs> I'm just trying to see how there's, it goes there's no light button with them dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope okay. I'm not uh, getting myself into to, to something I regret <laughs> okay so we actually already hit an hour okay yeah okay. Oh, time flies huh? yeah so Thanks chat. for coming. Great for talking to you. No worries. Uh, I, I, my, I good mean, time. me and that group, you know, we, we were always very impressed when we follow you mm. and then see that, wow, meet the queen and then do this feature <laughs> on radio the next day. <laughs> you no, guys are doing a lot, la, mm. you know, and, and I think that's great. And the, the overall goal is something that everyone should get on board with mm. instead of just like attacking. La. I mean, Correct. what what's the point of attacking yeah. a good thing? Yeah, you know? I mean, to me, look, if you have a better way of doing it, then just do it your way. La. Yeah, I know. Right? That there's no need to drag people down. La. Yeah. I mean, nothing's preventing you guys from working each other and even yeah. going even bigger. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I agree. I and mean, if we've got a common goal of, of doing things for the benefit of people, then let's do it. It's la. helping. La. Yeah. Mm, correct. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. 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 At the beginning, I thought, this, you know, this I'm just going to learn a lot about like martial arts and fighting today. But but turns out it's... There's a lot more than that. Mm, There's mm, a lot more deeper. There's, there's very meaningful causes mm. behind this, and, and issues that we, that 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 you wanna highlight. So, mm. so yeah, it's been a very interesting session. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Great, 
uh, first woman on the podcast. Thank you. Great to have to you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Mm. All right, thanks. Mm. All right, don't don't forget to follow us on uh, Spotify uh, podcast and uh, Apple podcast. So do check out Kapop Academy as well. You have Instagram. Oh yes, we have an Instagram. Uh, it's actually Kapop Academy SG. So it's spelled as K A P P Academy SG. Anything else that you? Um, yeah, actually, right now we we do have a promotion. I'm not sure if I can <laughs> okay. say it right now. Uh, but it's a holiday, so yeah. you know, can't travel. So too bad, right? But what you know is uh, it's a good fun time to bring your family down to to have a go at uh, some of our self defense programs. So we do have a family discount right now. Uh, we do have a free trial as well for anybody who's interested to just pop in, have a go, and see whether you like it. You know, and if it, if you do like it, it's Skills Future approved as well. So oh, that's okay. a interesting plus nice. point nice. as well. Check it out. Yeah. yeah, I can use my credits. Go yep. go go before it expires. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Check Thank it out. You. See, you. see you. Bye. Drunken rambling.